Yeah. I was supposed to be doing the, the Nifty Gateway drop in, was it last year, I think? Um, but it didn't end up happening because I got seriously poorly with COVID. And I'm like, I nearly died. It was so bad. Um, oh, sorry to hear that. I saw your bio. <laughs> no, was, I was ended up in ICU, like literally, like a forced breathing and hallucinations. And I swear to God, I thought I was in a swimming pool at one point. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, but yeah, I'm mean, the wrong me. rabbit hole. Yeah, no, seriously, they were, that is how it felt. <laughs> um, that's another story I could tell you about. It's crazy, crazy thing that happened with all that. But um, it took me like months and months to recover. I couldn't even, I couldn't even sit up. Even when I came home, I had to literally lay on the couch and just not move and hooked up to oxygen and stuff like that at home. That was for months. I couldn't even get up a step, you know, upstairs. It was awful. I came back now and I've been able to, so I've had to have a really big break and I'm still not fully recovered. Like I'm I'm due an x-ray this month for because they're still not clear. That's how bad it's attacked. <laughs> but I came back and I finally uh, spoke to Matthew again and got the drop going. But obviously, I think in that time, things change a little bit well. But I've always been, like, really inspired by, like, film, game. I just, I'm a bit obsessed with film and games and stuff. I love to explore those. And that ended up creeping in, as it always does, the inspiration. Because I am a bit, like, I I do kind of explore things that are already made as well, you know? Because I feel like you become what you're attracted to and what you're around. That's just a belief that I have. Talking about NFTs and that's nifty. That's nifty. All the great artists they come to this place to talk about the crypto space and that's nifty. That's nifty. Tonight's podcast are Tyler, Larry, and Slime Sunday. Damn, that's nifty. Hey, Kat. Hi. Is that what you go by? Yeah, whichever. Kitty, Kat, Katie. Love it. Love it. I got myself Tyler on as well as Larry. Hey, Kat. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice to meet you. Oh, I'm glad you took some time to talk to us. We're really excited to uh, get to know you a little bit better and talk about uh, your art and where your background is. So, um, awesome. so one of the first thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, tattooing. I read online that did you start doing that when you were 16? Uh, I'd started learning when I was yeah, but I was learning when I was 16 when I was I was at art college. I basically well, I was at art college and um. It's, it's a bit weird because it started with the tutor saying to me, I mean, I loved art, obviously. I was like, right, I'm doing nothing but art, you know. But then uh, the tutor said, you do know, like, <laughs> bit of a dream shatterer she was. And uh, she said, you can't really make money with art. <laughs> you can't really make any money with art, so, you know, uh, you're going to have to think. I was like, well, why am I it? Why are you, you know, you're not very <laughs> positive about this. So that it kind of got in my head a little bit. Um, but you're not gonna go, really go anywhere with that it's just for yourself kind of thing anyway so there was a tattoo shop literally behind the college so uh yeah I strolled in there and got a tattoo and I was like 
I wouldn't mind doing this because it's another form of art. So, but obviously on the skin, on the body, and they actually let me do it. Um, they let me do that for a bit, and then, but weirdly, I ended up doing it with another guy. So there's like two people I actually ended up uh, learning to tattoo with. They were really nice people. <laughs> That's awesome. I can see the influence in your work too, with a lot of the characters being tatted up themselves. Yes. Yes. I uh, I do enjoy to to do that. I mean, it's a, it's um it's something that's kind of a part of me anyway because like my brother is like really like he's full of tattoos. Like his face is covered in them. It's uh, it's a bit mad, but like it's somewhat with like my my dad or even my mum growing up. Um, my dad, my my dad's brothers, um, my mum. They were all they all had tattoos basically on their hands, and that was like a big no no at the time. You know, so it's just something obviously has always been in my life, really. Gotcha. So you grew up seeing, you know, a lot of your family members with tattoos and stuff, and that kind of yeah. inspiration grew out of that. Like, yeah, just like pictures on bodies, you know, it was just everywhere. <laughs> pictures on bodies is an interesting way to put it. I've actually never considered it that simply, but pictures on bodies, I like that a lot. No, I'm going to get a picture on myself. That's a, that's a better way to put it. <laughs> So did you um did you go through the formal like you know uh, proper background in terms of schooling for art? Did you like end up with a degree, or did your teacher professor just straight up discourage you enough to stop to stop pursuing? <laughs> what's your what's your formal background, or what was the extent so, of the education side? When I went to college, uh, yeah, she was a bit um, down, bless her, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think we all end up there at some point don't we in our art but um so that was in college so but I carried on and um so I did the tattooing but I carried on and I went to uni got my fine art degree and then I went into my master's and yeah just carried on really and it's 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 weird because like they are like with the digital art they're like two different worlds like the fine art like the physical practice is just it's so much different to like what I do with my digital art. I'm glad they didn't discourage you. Um, and you're doing both. I think I saw your super rare piece um, comes with a canvas, right? So you do digital and physical art. Yeah, yeah. Um, I That was more, I tried to keep the digital thing going with that one um, because with the collectors, I didn't want to just kind of bring, um, you know, something completely different in because the things that I'd, I do when I've been in the, you know, in the studios in Manchester. It's just totally different to like what I, this is more like obviously representation, you know, you can tell these, these, these uh, women, these figures, and but it's not like that. Um, it's a bit weird because they're both very connected. So, like, if you like, one's more abstracted. So, it's like almost the body itself but like it, you can't tell it's a body if you get what I mean you can't tell it's anything mm. but then these you can tell that they are the bodies you know do you get what I mean so but they do definitely tie with each other they cross along so from from like your perspective what's your because I was just doing a little background on you and in, in, so have you had work like physical work displayed in in exhibitions and stuff and and then um you know, kind of comparing that to like, you know, an exhibit in Decentraland or like just in general, like what was your mindset coming out of like a, a kind of more traditional art background, you know, discovering the digital side or, or just anything, you know, from your story or 
you know, inception into the digital space and kind of adopting, um, you know, this kind of aspects of art. Sorry, I'm a bit confused. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty like <laughs> that was poorly, a convoluted, po- question. poorly worded question. Sorry. <laughs> Difference, like from like what you feel, you know, presenting something in an exhibition compared to like physically compared to digitally. I guess what's your your perspective on that? Um, I like the physical side of uh, doing things. So I, you know, I like to actually mess with a space I'm I, I like I really like in physical I am just somebody who's really messy but like hands-on physical and um like I, I feel like like I've said you know I feel it's a bit more animalistic in a way because um like I, I feel like I need to decorate a space or kind of make it a bit more immersive or so I look it ranges from drawing sculpture um, video film all sorts of different things really um prosthetics all sorts of weird things but um performance art sorry keep rambling on and quitting interrupting myself um but uh but with the digital it's like completely the opposite it's like this other almost like two different ways of they could be you know different ways of exhibiting but making art it's like two doppelgangers but they are totally different so like one's really clean and fast-paced advanced and you you can make mistakes but it's but then the others just really yeah I hope I kind of answered I I'm sorry (laughs) I I just think it's so like interesting (laughs) by getting you know perspective from some people in your shoes that come from a you know more traditional or standard background you know going through the education side and then like so so have you been minting or like when did you discover nfts what was like your onboarding process or just like the you know moment when you realize like like oh i can do this or like this is something i want to explore what was that for you well i had a couple of friends uh, who i know in real life so ones i'm not sure if you've heard this crypto illa from super air he was there really early and um cult bits they're like my friends in real life um and they well Cryptwiller did really well he was there really early and they ended up um I was at uni I think back then doing I can't remember the degree on the masters I can't remember which but it gets really like ramps up in your end of year everything just speeds up and ramps up and the pressure get you know at uni with art it's ridiculous you almost end up sat there crying in front of the tutor because you're like I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> in my, my practices in pieces, I don't know what's going on. So, but like, um, I was in that state trying to gather everything in myself. But at the same time, I had Crypto Will saying, you need to, you need to like come here and do some art. You're like, whatever it is, just do it, you know. So I felt a bit like I was rushing into things. Um, but he also let me, we did a little collaborative piece um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's on Crypto Willer's account on Super Air, and I think it was like 2019. Wow, So you were in there you, early. Uh, yeah, so you, you so you can't you can't actually see that it was my name. I don't think was on it because it was a different account I had at the time, so it wasn't linked properly, which is a shame. But uh, I think you know all Matthew, about that. Yeah, changing it. Matthew from on this Super Gateway Air. owns it. So. <laughs> Think he picked it up. <laughs> yeah, we saw the the drop on Nifty Gateway. Was that like a month ago? Not even. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, seventeenth of April. Congrats so. on that too, by the way. That was um, that was a nice showing. Thank you. <laughs> so, what was the um process for developing that project? Because what was that? That was forty individual pieces all in a ranked auction. That honestly sounds like a panic attack or like <laughs> like the best way to stress yourself out <laughs> for a nifty drop. <laughs> what was like the the thought process and kind of developing the idea because um you know coming up with 40 unique pieces and then you know kind of leaving it up for people to kind of decide the pricing obviously can you know go a bunch of different ways but um what was your thinking behind that just in in terms of how you pieced it together um so oh god do you know it could be such a long story this <laughs> but i thought i was supposed to be on let it rip we're here telling them yeah, I was supposed to be doing the, the Nifty Gateway drop in was it last year I think, um, but it didn't end up happening because I got seriously poorly with COVID and I'm like I nearly died. It was so bad. And... Oh, sorry to hear that. I saw your bio. On <laughs> no, Twitter. I was, I was ended up in ICU, like literally, like a forced breathing and hallucinations. And I swear to God, I thought I was in a swimming pool at one point. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, but yeah, I'm mean, down the wrong weird. rabbit hole. Yeah, no, seriously, they were, that is how it felt. <laughs> um, uh, so um, that's another story I could tell you about. It's crazy, crazy thing that happened with all that. But um, it took me like months and months to recover. I couldn't even, I couldn't even sit up. Even when I came home, I had to literally lay on the couch and just not move, and hooked up to oxygen and stuff like that at home. Oh, so awesome. like that was for months. I couldn't even get up a step you know upstairs it was awful so um like I came back now and I've been able to I've had to have a really big break and I'm still not fully recovered like I'm I'm due an x-ray this month for because they're still not clear that's how bad it's attacked <laughs> but um anyway so you were I'm just susceptible about. you were just a <laughs> target yeah it's just sad. <laughs> um but like so that I came back and I finally uh, spoke to Matthew again and got the drop going but obviously I think in that time things change a little bit well they can do that and um but I've always been like really inspired by like film game I just I'm a bit obsessed with film and games and stuff so I love to explore those and that ended up creeping in as it always does the inspiration because I am a bit like I I do kind of explore things that are already made as well you know because I feel like you become what you're attracted to and what you're around that's just a belief that I have 100%. Um, yeah so um I've, oh, forgive me I've, I've kind of lost myself in rambling on <laughs> you were saying that you were integrating the the gaming and the in the film aspect because I think it's a it's a battle right yeah so I ah that was it as well like I didn't mention it so much but um I really like I liked how nifty like structures the drops and it made me think well I almost kind of want to explore the drop itself the structure mm-hmm. and um so this this idea of a 40 ranked auction felt like if you like a bit like um watching people play I guess a raid on World of Warcraft or something. <laughs> I mean, we watch the auctions like because yeah. they are fun to watch. So yeah. you're you're right in that aspect for sure. But being on the other side of that must have been like so stressful. Yeah, no. To be honest, like I I just um I like to let people decide like what they think if you like I'm worth. 
it sounds yeah. bad but, um I mean it's always worked for me um but I just I don't like the idea of putting a price on my things you know I just don't um I I probably this is really bad as well like but I probably don't have like a lot of uh self-worth <laughs> um well I do and I don't um but <laughs> So I kind of am like letting other people decide that. Um, and so when this drop was coming up, I was like, no, this is going to go really bad. I was like, he's told me to put this, like I was advised to put the 1,000 reserve. Um, and I was like, oh, because they said uh, 2,000 at first. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I don't know about 2,000. And I said, uh, and I wouldn't really want to upset, you know, people who want to, getting on this you know I said uh, I'd feel a bit fired as well uh, so got it to 1000 but I thought oh no I can't even see it going past that and like um, <laughs> well I it really surely did like, beat myself down with it though I was like no this isn't it's not gonna I'm not even gonna get a few on it and I was, <laughs> and I was like oh my god and I had my sister here and everything and we was watching it and my sister by the end of, well not by the end of it because we, we thought it was just going to be the hour and then it'll shut down but no it carried on going and um, <laughs> it was really so fun to watch my sister ended up really drunk <laughs> she, like, she should be <laughs> she proper enjoyed it though. yeah coming back from from covid like that you must have came back into a market that was completely different so like the plans you had for the original nifty drop were probably completely scrapped um yeah, no, I mean, um, it, it, yeah, no, I mean, the the idea, I guess, of this rabbit hole thing is always there, like this idea of falling or this, mm-hmm. into this darkness and it's always there, you know, so um, that's kind of still there with this, it's still in there, because um, if, like, you look at, say, one of the character 40, um, Mr. Rabbit, he's called Mr. Rabbit anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I think I'm sure Agro Cat owns that one. And um yeah, it's it's just this idea that he's got pretty high score because he's like, if you see him, he's like he's when you see him, it's obvious that you've you've you're a bit too deep in the rabbit hole <laughs> by that point. <laughs> you know. So uh, no, it's just a bit of the story behind it. But um and so obviously again with that character though, um I don't know if people can tell, but he's like Def- he's definitely like an inspired character from game. I don't know if you can tell from which game, but it's supposed to be more of like um, a gendery neutral character though that's going on there. I think what you said earlier too about like, uh, you know, just like figuring out, not figuring out, but like understanding yourself where they're like putting that in other people's hands. It's like kind of how like a lot of not, uh, you know, I don't know how to, probably put it like successful or, or like people that find some success in this space kind of um, maneuver. It's like, you do have to kind of uh, put it in people's hands to develop a kind of a price point or, you, you know, a, some somewhat of a market feel. So did you just have a zero reserve on them or did you put a thousand on them? Thousand. Was a thousand. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that like it, it, there's a lot that goes behind developing those those decisions uh and uh, pricing it like can be something that goes over people's head or you know just totally is just lost on them so i don't think it's a light topic when you're trying to f- to figure out you know like what's my best way to angle this and typically uh, kind of putting it out there to the crowd is you know the most natural way to kind of develop it 
I think at least. And it was great that, you know, you, you were afraid of the thousand dollar reserve. And then I think they all sold over 2000 and some were, you know, in the 4,000 range. So yeah, they, they blew out your expectations there. Yeah, definitely. When I, when I seen that, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I, I needed a drink after that. But I was so excited watching it. And I honestly, like, I can't explain the joy watching it, it really was fun. But like, um, I need I needed a drink, but I never ended up getting one because it was that just watching. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it was late for you too. You'd have to find a, a pub open pretty late. Yeah, no, I know. I was sat on the couch um, watching it, and um, with my sister, and we'd obviously like got you know some drinks, um, a bottle of drink between us, just to sit and watch, and obviously talk on Discord and stuff like that um to people but like I'm there and I'm so like engrossed in what I'm fixated on watching these people battle it out and people dropping on in and off and fighting back on you know onto the board <laughs> so funny but it's not funny at the same time just watching them like oh getting back in like you feel sorry for them having to do that but, um yeah so I was so fixated that by the end of it I can't remember it was it was a long time it was going on for I felt really drained by the end of it. And I turned around and my sister's literally drank all the <laughs> drink. And I'm like, where's mine? And she's taking it. Honestly, she had it all. She had it all? Yeah, she had it. <laughs> and come on, we're playing a game with my self-worth here. Can I please have something to drink? Yeah. I know. Little bugger. <laughs> <laughs> So you've also like, yeah, I would say like experimented with other platforms, right? And in um, async, async artists is a, a, a platform that, you know, can be so customizable. And I think you've done work as a group in there and you've done like, um, you know, solo work and in, in minted on there. What's like, um, I guess, what other platforms do you prefer? I guess, impression on async, any, any kind of, you know, thoughts or feelings on um, kind of when and where you mint? So um, with God, when it was earlier on in space, um, I think a sync was like way back then. I mean, obviously it still is, but like back then it felt like this, right, you need to get onto this platform because it looks really special, you know, because it's it's different, isn't it? Like the programmable stuff. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. you've not really seen anything. I had not, you know. And then when you got to that point, obviously I'd spoke to someone about my ideas and it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, we like it. And, and so I got on there and and then when I got on it, I was like, I realized, oh my, this is a lot of work and you had to do it all yourself. <laughs> um, you had to really think about like where you're putting things and all that. Oh, it was just very complicated, but so glad I did it. Um, and it was like a little avatar project, that one. That was uh, the tattooed lady woman with the change, but, but only she's not like yeah. 10K or anything. She's like a little one of one on her own. But um and that did really, really well. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect, again, um, that to do as well as it did back then. I, so I really like it on the, um, and I keep saying that I'd like to have a go at the blueprints they've done. That looks fun. Um, but I'd say, like, I, I mean, I got on Super Air, um, a long time ago, but I think I'm someone who likes to move around. It's like I went on Don't Buy Meme as well because I like the idea of, I don't know, I like the idea of also exploring the platforms themselves. Like I said, the nifty yep. actual structure, I really like the idea of actually exploring that itself and the 
Like we don't buy meme the pineapple item. Can you explain <laughs> that one? Because I don't think we know much about Don't Buy Meme. Is that a Silver Surfer platform? Oh God. Um. Um. I, th- I can't remember how it. How it. I can't remember how it happened. Sorry. I think it was a lady in the space. Oh my God. I feel so rude. I forgot the name. Uh, <laughs> I know we like back in the day, and it was like six months ago, and we can't figure shit out either. Dude, we we run our mouths with the least facts of all time. We are we are the, not fact checking. <laughs> or pronouncing no, names right half the time. Yeah, well, she she messaged me, and um, I think she was working for them at the time or something. I really forgot her name, but it's one of those names that you would remember as well. And, um, Until you forget. <laughs> and um, yeah, so she actually said, "Oh, I want you to to do some stuff on there." I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." And um, so I started playing with um, the idea of pineapples and. I was really happy when uh, Pineapple Head came to my, like from Pinhead, from <laughs> Hellraiser. <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, I need to do that. Pinhead, Hellraiser, Pineapple. So after um, the bout with COVID, did you have any change in inspiration or did you feel any of your art shifting or anything like that? After COVID? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say after like with COVID, because it's still like it still had its lasting effects it still got its effects going on I mean I'd say yeah I'd say I I became maybe a little bit more like this is going to sound bad and I'm like who am I do you know what I mean because um like years ago like I suffered like some really bad like traumas and PTSD and so like having COVID that badly hourly poking draining and prodding and everything it's just kind of like triggered my flared flared up my PTSD that I have. Mm-hmm. Um and it loads of things started like flooding back and I don't think anybody realizes like how hard like I had to mentally fight to like <laughs> you know to like get back to some my kind of normal. Right. Um, and uh, in my head as well. Like because I mean I'm gonna be honest, I'm not I, I mean I've I've got HFA, I've like high functioning autism, I've got that, I've got I have got depression, I have got issues, you know. Um and so I, I feel I feel I have to try harder than some not everyone, but some people like to, to just have a normal day, you know. And so I like COVID just kind of took me down to rock bottom, really. Um and I it felt like is if like all I can explain it was like having to almost to learn to walk again. It felt like you literally had to start from like being a baby again, but not if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm sorry so, you had to go through that. Jeez. No, no. So yeah. I feel like yeah, it would have affected like where I thought things were going with my art and stuff like that. You know, um, yeah. like now I still get times of confusion and slipping in and out of like you know different states of mind and it, it's 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 a bit crappy but <laughs> um I do my best <laughs> yeah I would imagine it's not really over for you so you're still processing all of that and you know any effects might come out a lot late later on once you've like integrated that back into your life you know mm-hmm. yeah I mean I mean I'm still I'm working on stuff you know um I am I'm working hard for what I well what I feel I'm working hard and trying to develop and I'm still always trying to develop and get better at what I'm doing 
um, and what I believe people want to see as well. Because um, I feel it's not just... I mean, I, I am always fighting that thing as well of trying to be like, right, I'm just putting me and me only into this, but sometimes I almost feel a little selfish while I have to think of And then I start thinking, well, it's not just... A, I feel it's not just about me as well. I feel I maybe have to think about what other people might also want to want to see, you know, um, a little bit, obviously. Yeah. I I, as well. <laughs> it's a balance, though, but I, I also feel like you know, from um, sitting in like the, you know, me and, me and Tyler have been collecting art since the end of 2020 digital art. And like, I, I feel like from an artist perspective or like from our perspective on an artist, like I, I kind of want, would want you to create whatever the fuck you wanted, really. Like, like, yeah. uh, you, you know, appeasing to a crowd or, or you know, kind of, um, you know, doing something because because someone, you know, might want you to do something. I feel like it can be a, a dangerous road to go down. Um, mm. so in, you know, you, you speaking on just the PTSD and the, in, in the depression aspects too, it's like, I feel like that's also like super normal for a lot of people in a way, but like to not talk about it, but then to hear about it is like, can, can bring some normalcy to it. So, um, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to, to even acknowledge it in a way. So, you know, from that to, mm. you know, kind of bringing it full circle to creating what you want to create, I feel like you know, without holding back, it can almost kind of bring you to some of your best work. Um, But, you know, so, I mean, like, I I commend you for for even just speaking on it because it's, you know, obviously not the easiest thing, but I think it, a lot of, it would resonate with, it resonates with a lot of people because there's, you know, certain aspects, different degrees, but. um, Even if they don't say it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's took me a long time to, I think it took me about 10 years to, accept certain things had happened and that this is what it is you know and um that's that did happen and yada yada and and now I think this is probably the first time on here I'm like you know I want to try and be more honest and open about it sounds bad but about my struggles because I have them like you say everybody has them you know everybody as my dad said Everybody has their own private hell that they can't or won't or don't tell you about. But it's there, you know? It must it's surely. I mean, I don't know, but surely everyone has their own private hell. Definitely. The problem is that, you know, we're all on social media with each other and we're only showing the best parts of our lives. And when, you know, that's not truly who we are, you know, at the end of the day. So it it is great to hear straight from artists, you know what they're feeling, you know, what they're going through, their struggles, because that's what brings the humanity to it. And that's why we do this podcast. And I think over a long time, you know, we, we were collecting art for art, but now we've, we've kind of started collecting art for artists. Like we just like these people and whatever they make, like we're, we're about that. You know, it's like, after you learn who someone is, then the art Mm. means so much more. I feel like. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, um, I mean, I, I mean, I'd say all my life, like growing up, I've there's always been um, people who I think people can kind of misjudge you or misread you or misunderstand you, and um, it's happened quite a lot. I mean, I I don't know, obviously why. Uh, I say why me, but <laughs> that sounds thingy. Um, <laughs> but like, is it because of the high functioning autism? I don't know. I don't really know. But like, I've had people like quite often they'll come up to me 
um, it's and people that you may have seen around, say you're in college or you was on a night out and you've seen people around them. And obviously, you don't talk to everybody. That you you know you just you you just don't. I mean, especially when I'm dealing with what I'm dealing, I really communication is quite difficult. It can get quite messy, and so I do my best as I say. But um, and so people don't they rarely understand me. I think you know, and so um, I'll have people approach me that have never even spoke to me and say why do you hate me so much and I'm like so hurt so like why would you think that I hate you it's like I don't know you I don't even know you hate yeah. you I, I can't hate somebody I don't know like I, I just I, I don't get where that comes from but it, it happens a lot um I think people like maybe get me the wrong way um I don't know what it is but I, I, I've just noticed it over there um, I think some people are just assholes too yeah. at the end of the day <laughs> For real, <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah, but then it's funny how, like, when when that kind of comes out, you know, this, like, oh, why, you know, when you come to that point where people say something like that, and then you end up finding that it's it's weird because people seem to have a problem with you, or maybe maybe they don't, I don't know, but like then they, then you seem to find that oh maybe it's because you saw something in me that you didn't like or or you saw in yourself or yada yada if you get and yeah. then you end up finding that there's, there's things you actually really like about that person as well as you did because in a way you probably end up being quite similar but didn't even know it you know yeah, maybe yeah. you're just rejecting the, part, the parts of yourself that you're not so keen on maybe i don't know yeah it's like it's like more deep-rooted stuff where you're just kind of you know people can yeah. project onto you and it's, there's no easier place to do it than like on Twitter or, you know, in the Instagram comments, cause you can just rifle off whatever, you know, you want to say, um, you know, it could be toxically positive or the, the, the total same on the negative side. And I think, I don't know, I come from a perspective of just like being as uh, like observant as I can. I typically don't, don't give people the benefit of the doubt immediately. Uh, I, I don't know why. Um, but like I, I I can totally understand where you're coming from. And it's and it's uh it can be frustrating, but at the same time, it's just kind of takes time to understand people or like a specific person. Yeah. And, and and you're not gonna do that with like an exchange, you know, a, a one-off exchange. But hmm. um I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about either. <laughs> it's, like, no, it's good to rumble sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned uh being um high functioning autistic um my niece is as well. And I, I think it's yeah. awesome to have that out there in the world because it, it gives other people hope, right? You could be a role model for her, you know, like we aren't sure what she in, will end up doing later on in life, but like, you know, she has options, you know, mm. and it's great yeah. to hear from, from people like yourself. No, definitely. I mean, I've, God, I mean, I'd, I've, often said like, and I mean, I've, I've, I've read about it, I've heard about it, but I mean, I don't know what's true or isn't really at the end of the day, but I've felt it though. So I kind you feel that if you feel it in your bones, maybe then it must be true. But like, so the idea with high functioning autism is that like you kind of feel like in some ways it's worse than having one that's not high functioning because Right, because uh, ignorance is bliss. That's, yeah, yeah. It's like you can't really tell. You can't. Well, you can, but you can't. You know. And so then the expectation put on you are so much higher because it's like you're not seen as what. Well, what the, I guess is other. You know. 
because it's it, it sounds horrible to say that, but that is obviously what goes on in the world. Like, I totally understand that 100%. Yeah. We are the difference, don't we, at the end of the day? And I think because people, and I know that it is an initial natural human thing to do, but, and I guess it's how we should be, you know. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, I it's do. in our humans to do it, but like, but I think with high function, it's it's like some weird borderline place because you kind of like, well, I'm struggling on the in, like, on the inside, you know, but you 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 don't always see that other thing, you know. Right, and so people expect more of you because they don't know that you're dealing with those things under under the guise of you know a, a happy face or whatever you put on for people on the outside and. Um, I think that happens a lot with depression as well, where like, you know, a lot of people can look happy as can be, but then go home and, you know, are having a, a very rough day. And um, you never know what people are going through. You never know what people's struggles are. So, yeah, I think everyone should keep an open mind all yeah. the time, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I'm like, obviously this time is like being honest, you know, like in the past, like obviously but when I'm younger, this time you've thought things, you know, Oh, this this person must not like me, or yada yada, or because they're not, you know, they're not spiritual or whatever. But obviously, then you find that somebody will think that about you. So it's almost like these mirrors. It's like you know, everything's like mirrors, isn't it? In a way, with with people and engagement with people. That's how I see it. Things are kind of can become back to front, but then they're not like infinity mirrors almost. If that makes sense. No, um, it doesn't. It you yeah. just like teed me up for a great transition because I wanted to ask you about more about your super rare piece uh, how long is forever and i was reading through the description and it's one of my it quickly became one of my favorite descriptions of 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 any piece that i've come across and just a line of of reflections may expose more reality than objects that they echo just that one line in there and the piece itself like speaks for itself obviously just with the depth and the detail and the kind of little nooks and crannies you want to look around but like I don't know. I don't know. Even if I have a question here, I just wanted to compliment you on, on the piece and in the description, because it's, it provides so much depth to it. And um, it's just super impressive. And, you know, any, any thought process or kind of, you know, feelings that you had making the piece, you know, we'd be more than happy to hear it. Well, um, so like, yeah, that piece and especially like the, the quote that you're saying, um, it's um, definitely inspired. Like, it's def- like I said, I always, reach into games, films, and all sorts of different things, really, when making a piece. And so, oh, my God, I've actually forgot part of the name. Um, but I don't know if you know, like, the Alice in Wonderland games, like, um, yeah. the really dark one. Like, yep. um, yeah, so it's kind of like a quote that the cat says in that. I'm pretty sure it's the cat. Um, yeah. Oh, Yeah. I do so see the Cheshire cat in there now and then the Queen of Hearts on the castle. So it's really quite, there's a lot of, uh, in that piece, there's a lot of inspiration taken from that game because it's like got, I don't know, you know, it's got quite a, to me, there's like, it's like a hybrid of the pretty kind of Alice in Wonderland, but then the grotesqueness of Silent Hill in a way. Yeah. So it's got kind of like Silent Hill vibes, that game. I can't remember like the oh, forget. I think I I must be tired or something because I can't. Or, or I've got juvenile dementia. So I don't know. Um, 
and and I don't say that. I'm not saying that to be a thingy because my nana actually has it, so I'm not being funny when I say that. It's just it's also almost midnight in Manchester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Something it's like Madness Returns, Alice in Wonderland. It's that game anyway that it's kind of inspired from because there's a lot of I mean, from my my view, my perspective, there's a lot of things going on in that game with female otherness and uh, like especially like female hysteria and stuff. And yeah. is the game just called Alice? Madness um, returned or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's that. Yeah, I just can't remember what the uh, it's some other version of it, isn't it? That I can't remember the name, but um, yeah, it's really heavily inspired by that. And there's a lot of like visually, obviously inspired as well. Because <laughs> I really am just like I like I said. I mean, I had something wrote on my website. I can't remember if it's still on there, but like how I feel like um a bit like a digital magpie sometimes. But it makes sense. Like, so, you know, plucking and stealing. Yeah, little bits to build your nest. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I'm looking at this game now and there's like, I didn't even know this game existed, but like it, there is, you know, that side to the story that can be totally overlooked just for, you know, people that are interested in kind of diving to, into the rabbit hole. Like the. Because you would think it's just Alice in Wonderland, but if you dig deeper, it's like, no, this is actually like more inspired by this specific game here. Yeah. Yeah. And just like that story itself. Yeah. I'm reading the description here. Yeah, Alice must face the demons that, that haunt her vision, visit the grim reality of Victorian London, and then travel to the beautiful yet ghastly Wonderland to uncover the root of Alice's madness. Like, like that, that doesn't sound like a kid story. Yeah. <laughs> no it's pretty dark especially when there's like um this puppet master at the end and it's like yeah you've got to fight his hands and these like oh these babies that are like these rotted babies and things it's a uh, pretty creepy very silent hill vibes <laughs> coming off of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's i've never thought about the um alice wonderland story in the the female hysteria aspect of it but for sure i never put those two together but like you know coming back from that and you know being called crazy and like no one believes her and like huh that's a new perspective i have on that movie i'll have to go back and watch it yeah no i mean in that game as well like with the just the idea of like picking up on like how i mean i don't know fully their intention what if they was just making like I guess sometimes we just make art and we don't always we don't always really know do we really what's deep going on in there at the core you know but um like like when she changes into and it's like she's in this hysteria mode and I saw it kind of coming in um creeping in a little bit without (laughs) even trying into the other nifty gateway piece where the woman's hair is like stuck up on end and like and I'm thinking oh my god she she looks like she's got this Alice hysteria I didn't even know I was putting in there (laughs) (laughs) just subconsciously yeah it's kind of like part of the creative journey right like sometimes you're discovering stuff as you're creating yeah no it's 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 funny and I think the more that you make and you keep making I think the more you end up tuning into it don't you and you keep and you start to analyze quicker I feel I'm not saying that your analysis is always right of your own work or you know but I guess like they say you know you you see how you see things and somebody will see what they see in it so it kind of relates to yourself doesn't it so do you do a lot of your illustrations on an iPad yeah 
Yeah, I do. What software is that? Um, at, at the minute, I'm using Procreate. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I really enjoy using it. Um, I do. I mean, but I like that's how I've been doing like a lot of the later, all this later stuff. Um, but like I say, like uh, in my physical practice, it's all well. It's just chaos and everything. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Everything. Yeah. It looks relaxing. Like I was watching one of your TikToks of you like drawing on the tablet and I have got to look into that. Just like if I were to just color something, it doesn't even have to be my original work, but that looks calming. Yeah, no, it, um, yeah, no, it is fun to do the coloring part. I'd say the drawing, the line, the line work, you sketch and then you coloring part. But then as soon as it comes to like that, the actual tone shading part and all that, that's where I tend to be like, hmm. I have to think now. There's <laughs> <laughs> like another crossroad in the creative process. I just I think it's super cool that you know someone like like yourself that is able to kind of work cross medium and and really kind of create with anything. I think that's kind of almost a true sense to you know finding some artistic value. An artiste. Um, yeah. <laughs> great great accent. Dude. <laughs> but no, I'm 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 super impressed with your with your background and and honestly just like resiliency you know kind of continuing to work through it i I get the sense that like you know the art can be therapy at sometimes and it can probably be you know hard at sometimes just to kind of you know revisit stuff or you know kind of go through um you know different lapses or just different periods but um i think just the general kind of theme of of creating um in in you know putting stuff out there putting yourself out there is um you know almost invaluable put a price tag on it once you kind of create it's just that's you and that's kind of what you are in a way yeah no that's I think that is that is worth remembering I mean like with with what I have it's like you can kind of um what's what was I gonna say like like you say just to remember just just be you because that's all that matters isn't it really you've just got to be true to yourself it's it's really strange like I kind of fade in and out of these different um states of mind where you end up like you it's like um it's where you kind of doubt yourself and you become your own worst enemy and you start like you can have a really good day where you're like oh yeah really enjoy what I'm doing and and this you know it's going well you know but then like the day after or maybe you're like something's kind of t- no this isn't working it's just not working but it was the day before it's just I don't know if you get that yeah, do you ever scrap something where you're like, uh, you know, the next day and you're like, I just don't like this? Yeah, well, I've, 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 uh, I have, I've had it where, yeah, I've made things and they've just, and they still sat in my iPad and I just kind of, like you say, it's a bit like nesting them again, like yeah. a magpie, <laughs> keeping the things, but you're not really doing anything with them. You just want to keep them, but um, they just sat there. I'd say there's a good, few that are in my ipad and they're not doing anything and i probably should um because i tell myself as well that no you need to just put your things out there because nothing's bad do you know what i mean so yeah you can definitely magpie all those pieces and pick (laughs) out the pieces you like of all of them and make something cool out of it Mm. That's yeah, you like that? <laughs> Tyler's Tyler's in the business of giving out free ideas, so don't. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever taken me up on my offer of my free ideas. We'll give you that. 
I'm going to go and hybridize all my little nest pieces now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So what do you have on the horizon? you have any, um, any plans for exhibitions or new work dropping anywhere? Um, I was heading for, how did I put it? Next stop, maybe. Next stop, Super Air, maybe. We won. Because I, um, I've just been away from there for so long. I only did that that one on there. In and November 2020. Yeah, so I regret not doing more on there, really. But I think it's more, like I said, uh, life, the way things are for me, comes into play and then all these other things because there's so there's so many things that I I have going on like because it's not just me who has these struggles obviously it's my brother and things too you know so his oof, yeah so things can become quite uh, difficult and then my nan's got like dementia and so I'm trying to help <laughs> with that it's like it's just and then still trying to recover from this buggering thing now but no so like there's a lot going on but I'm still doing my best so like and I have plans I have plans in that but I don't want to like say things about my plans if I don't if I'm not happy with them. like do you get what I mean like yep. so oh, I do yeah. have plans. that's that's but, one um, thing we've like discovered is one thing was first never put a date on something don't tell someone that you're going to release something on a certain date because <laughs> Who it probably you, won't be who are you holding that to it's just yourself and then that's like the whole point of the space is like the creative freedom to kind of do what you want where you want you know when you want so so like, you got a full plate already yeah and so just having plans in general is quite enough we know that we'll be on the lookout for wherever you end up dropping it yeah. sounds like super rare seems like a good spot though with only the one piece and i know you've been on there yeah. for years so it's yeah, I'm excited to see that uh, that yeah. second one pop up there. That's definitely where this next one's going. Um, um, I mean, there might be a few on on Super Air that I go for. Um, because I know that as well. Uh, Varian or uh, Nikki Varian, um, has asked me to collaborate with her. So nice. Uh, and because I I really like her sounds that she makes. I really am a big. I love like industrial noise, like Nine Inch Nails stuff. I love that. So. She reminded me a lot of it. So, <laughs> nice. Do you like doing collaborations? Um, yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I have this deep love for music as well. So, like, that's you know definitely got to happen with Variant. But yeah, I do like collaborations, especially the, the right kind. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it's it's cool to have uh, collaborations where you get to do the visual aspect and then have. Uh, you know, an auditory artist you know, present some music or something for the backing. Do you ever do any kind of visual collaboration where you work with another visual artist? Yeah, uh, in the past I did, um, and it's it's always something like I'm open to. Um, but in the past, like it would, you know, it'd be like give people say a body to work with, and they will say tattoo their own type of self into that body. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, I'm I'm always up for collaborating. I think like the you bring up a good point too because I was actually thinking about it earlier. I was looking at I own a few pieces on Super Air and I was like, wow, two of these have like just straight up scores to them. Like the too much lag is 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 um why I can't think of it. Fibo Noir. Fibo Noir. Yep. And then and then I own this other landscape piece by Ben Scar um, that has a score by Clemens. Uh, Clemens. Yeah. yeah. And I was looking at him and I'm like, wow 
these scores are just as impressive as like the physical aspects to them. And then what makes each other better is just like the compliments. So um, I, I found myself thinking back like, oh, wow, that's something that I just naturally are kind of, you know, I'll gravitate to is, is you know, pieces that have good compliments to them from an audio and visual perspective. So we're, we're excited to see what you're cooking up. <laughs> no pressure now. Actually, no, fuck that. No. We're not holding you to any, anything there. You can do whatever the no, fuck you want. No, <laughs> I, yeah, I, will. I, th- I think I went, a, yeah, I went a little bit um, playful, but definitely just stayed genuine with this, this one-on-one I'm bringing up anyway. <laughs> Nice. I mean, I hope you like it. Anyway, I mean, there's a couple that I've been working on. So nice. Well, I I think you're overdue because I when I was looking at your super piece, I was like, oh, when was this? Oh, this is from, oh, yeah, six point five. Oh, three thousand. Oh, that was a while ago. Okay, just <laughs> 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 do that simple math. But, um, no, Kat, this was awesome. I, I we really appreciate you taking some time and obviously introducing yourself to us and in giving some background on, on your story. And I think that's, you know, the premise of, of the podcast for us, you know, it's just to thank get to know people, no, get thank to know you. artists. Thank you for having me. And um, I do apologize if, if my mind itself went a bit down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Please never we stay in a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I hope for your next release, um, your sister lets you have a drink or something. Yeah. I know, He's like yeah. a pre-make or something. Make some more. Two <laughs> bottles next time. Yeah. Oh, she'll have some as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, Kat. This episode will come out uh, next Monday. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. I thank appreciate you your then. time. It's really nice talking to you as well. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Bye, Kat. Night. Night. Right, night. Damn, that's nifty. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty, that's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. Before he is fizz, he leaked the plan. Exula worked on Iron Man. How cool is that? Mad Dog Jones, the dude's so fine, he hand draws every single line. I sure as hell didn't know that. Fuck Renda built the gallery to raise new artist popularity. What a guy. Yeah, man, he's a good guy. Too much lag like a nomad, all his belongings in a single bag. All these things, can't you see? I learned all that's NFT. That's NFT. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's NFT. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. Damn, that's a nifty NFT.